Hey there, I'm Joel Jameson. I'm Pat Castelli. And today on this episode of Eight Weeks Out University, we want to take a few minutes and just share with you how to use HRV to develop and improve your strength. One of the questions we get asked a lot is, how do I use HRV to do this, or how do I use BioForce to do that? So we brought Pat Castelli here, and Pat is fresh off his win at the National Strongman Championships. And we want to talk about how we use BioForce HRV to really manage his program and, and help him win the national championship. So uh, to get started, maybe let's just tell him a little bit about what your event is. Tell us a little bit about the strongman, what the competition looked like, and what we knew you were going to be training for. Uh, I definitely knew the competition was going to be real tough. Um, going into it, to be honest, I was just hoping for a top 10 spot to qualify for the Arnold. No, we wouldn't settle for that. It, well, I wouldn't settle for it, but I was, that's what I was hoping for, no, no less. Um, but the events uh, were tricky. There were two days of competition. On, uh, the events were an axle clean and press away, a keg carry, wheelbarrow carry medley, and a car deadlift on the first day. And uh, going into day two, we had a, a yoke carry sled drag medley, a frame carry, and then a press medley, and the finishing off with the trademark event, the Atlas Stones. And you had done this event last year, correct? I had gone to Nationals last year. I went in pretty injured, um, didn't have the showing I wanted, but I think in the long run it kind of worked out for me because I, I feel like I went into Nationals this year pretty much under the radar and took everybody by surprise. Yeah, so. I'm sure they weren't expecting you to dominate and win the way you did. So let's talk about, yeah. you know, really once we knew the events, which is, you know, how we want to program, we really just put together a program with massive training volume and the closer we got the more specific we wanted to make it so mm -hmm. we really uh you know programmed around the events and maybe you could tell a little bit more about how we structured the training week yeah was, i mean it's pretty simple i mean once you know the events there's no reason to not just train, train the, the events. events i mean just exactly. make it specific uh and i think that's what was really the key was just you know really specific and basically using bioforce it was just as much volume as i could handle so the split turned into um, pretty simple because of we were limited on some equipment there were certain events I had to do on Saturdays at uh, Grant Higa's gym um, so on Saturdays I would go in and do the press medley and the Atlas Stones um, then going into uh, Sundays and Mondays it would be the events in order either day one or day two and pretty then simple. I would yep, keep it, do, it, do it exactly the way the program uh, is going to be when you're at the competition so we did day one events and the next day we do day two events a day of active recovery, and then day one events, day two events, and then a day of active recovery again going into the Saturday sessions. And we just kind of adjusted the volume um, so that during the split, if we were doing uh, day one really heavy, or if we were doing a two-a-day of day one events, then the following day of day two, uh, we would back off the volume and kind of back off the intensity a little bit on that second day. Yeah, um, so let's talk. I mean, really, there was three or four different ways of, of you know, how we actually use BioForce to, to program that. And I think really, you know, as you mentioned that, the first thing is just managing overall volume. So you know, we programmed a couple of those two-a-days there, mm -hmm. and obviously if you showed up in BioForce and you were in Amber, we're not going to do a two-a-day session. No, so definitely not. You're going to basically push the volume to the limits of what you can recover from yep. and then back off just slightly so that you're not overworking it. So the simplest thing to do is just cut back the number of training sessions since we were doing, uh, what, 8 to 10 sessions? Well, not 8 to 10, probably... Uh, about seven, seven to nine sessions yeah, a week. Yeah, so quite um, a few sessions, obviously. A lot. And we wanted to program those maximally 
assuming you'd recover well, but knowing we'd make adjustments as we went through it. Right. And, and we didn't even start that way. I mean, we, we obviously built up to that volume. We didn't do the first week of the program. We weren't doing nine sessions. I think we started with like uh, six, six yeah. I think. Um, so, yeah, you just we managed the volume accordingly. If, if we were amber low or amber high, we would either taper off the volume or taper off the volume and the intensity. If it was a two a day, you know, we'd kind of do go back session. and forth. Yeah. And, um, so we also did the adjustment just kind of on the percentage as well. Yeah, so the percentage was huge. Um, we would, uh, so like on the two days or, or where that, the, if it was day one or day two, if the focus was on that day um, and we were hitting that day hard, it was going to be either 90% or above or, you know, as close to comp weight as we could get it, depending mm-hmm. on the HRV. If the HRV was low and it was supposed to be comp weight, we would back it down to maybe 90%. Um, and then on the other days of the week where we weren't f- focusing on those events, the percentage range was anywhere from 70 to 80%. Yeah, um, I mean, so pretty simple, small adjustments. Yeah. Um, and then really the other thing that we did is since you have a flexible training schedule, you know, you obviously work at a gym with me. Yeah. You don't have to train on certain days outside of the Saturday train. But we could move certain days of the week around as we needed to based on what the HRV showed. So maybe tell a little bit kind of how we adjusted some of those days. Yeah, I think that's huge. I mean, if if you – if you have a training schedule, I mean, uh, just because you have, like, I mean, I ran into days where I was red. Like, it happens. Whether you're, you know, you're sick, you're traveling, you had some bad sleep. I think we had a couple of days in a row we were red, didn't we? Oh, yeah. We had, like, I remember days. there was three days where I was just getting really nervous, and Joel just had to keep calling me down because I think I was, like, a red four, a red two, and then a red one. Like, it was... <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Yeah, yeah, it happens. You know, you just, whatever the outside circumstances may be. But just because it was red, I mean, it, it doesn't mean I was just going to throw that training session away. Um, we, we integrated enough flexibility into the training program that we could move the active recovery days around um, to best manage and recover from those red sessions and yep. and still catch up on the work that we were going to miss. Like we we still ended up getting the total volume that we needed. Yeah, we, we just moved it around a little bit. Yeah. And then the other thing, like you talked about, sometimes no matter how much you manage things, you know, outside circumstances, sleep, travel, you know, whatever else gets in your way, sometimes you're going to have to need some sort of recovery strategies. And really, we could also use HRV and did use it to help manage that recovery by picking the right strategy for you. So if he was a red or amber, high or low, we're going to want to use a little bit different strategies there. We're not going to always want to use, you know, the same recovery strategy. So we're able to kind of fine tune. Um, we did some stuff for electroacupuncture when we wanted to help stimulate the parasympathetic recovery, which we wouldn't have done if he was on the other end, and really just kind of managed what sort of recovery methods we wanted to use so we could get him back to the full training program as quickly as possible. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, just noticing the trends and, and knowing what to apply and just recovering from it. Yep, and let's look at what, what were the results. Let's, let's talk about your, your win at Nationals. Yeah, the, the results were pretty good. I mean... Um, pretty good, come on. Let's Okay, so okay, you kicked, Juan you overall... Kicked, you kicked everyone's ass. Let's, talk, <laughs> let's, let's just say it. Uh, overall, uh, a win, national champion, um, which was huge. Um, and what place did you get last year? Jeez, I think it was like 14th or 16th, something. It was bad. So a big, not, a big jump, basically, of. in your performance. Yeah, huge, um, huge. And a lot of that was I wasn't training as well as I could have been over a year ago, and part of it happened with an unfortunate injury outside of training, and sometimes you just have to roll with that. But um, I think what the key to my win was was um, the guys were big, and they were definitely really, really strong guys and strong competitors, but uh, I outplaced them overall with just being consistent on all of the events. And yeah, I think, I think you, you placed, what, fourth to seventh, and you didn't have anything lower than seventh. Yeah. Uh, Even though you didn't win, you basically were yeah, good at every single event. Yep, I wasn't, I wasn't the leader on any one single event, but I think just being consistent and staying 
top seven all the time was definitely what uh, what, what what brought me the win at the end. Um, you know, I think there's, the other thing I think that helps a lot is since we knew the events and you trained so specifically for them, I think a lot of guys don't necessarily do that as much and then they get to a couple of events where they hadn't trained particularly well for that or they hadn't mm-hmm. done it as much and they just bomb a couple of events. Oh, yeah. I mean, it happens um, if – and I think that's where – you know, sometimes people will try and put their, their programming and they'll do splits like up or lower or, or whatever the split may be. And if you have the events and the event orders, you should be hitting them in those orders because you may be great, you know, pressing or moving events. But, you know, if you have to do that after an event that, you know, really taxed you and you're not recovered, um, it's, it's going to make the difference. And I think that's Absolutely. that's what helped me be so consistent is we just hammered the events out in the exact order that we were going to have to do them. Granted, when we got to the competition, you know, there were some event changes and some event order changes, and you have to deal with that kind of stuff on the fly. But um, I think just doing the events over doing, and over yeah, again, doing them sticking over as close and over. to the order. Yep. Uh, you know, I think one thing that people need to understand is that the body adapts very specifically to the environment and to the, uh, you know, situation that you put it in. So if it gets used to doing these certain events in certain order at near maximal competition. That's the environment it's going to be able to perform. The best in if the okay. first time your body has seen those specific events in that specific order, you know, at the competition, it's not going to perform anywhere nearly the same as it will if you've practiced that for weeks yep. on end. I mean, it's that simple. Yeah, I mean, so so with that and some some good strategy going into it, honestly, I, I played a little bit of strategy games. It it worked out in my favor, and uh, I found out later actually after the award ceremony, apparently I beat the guys who took first and second at the world championships the, the previous year. So um, now you got the next up. Let's tell them that you got the Arnold Classic. Yeah, so, you got World. So basically. we have the uh, the World Championships. It'll be held at the Arnold Classic on February twenty eighth through March second. Um, now this really, one's a little different. I don't think you know all the events, right? They they've listed the events, so you know, um, the but the um, they're holding it off a little bit. So this one's going to be different. You'll have the day one of the events on February twenty eighth, and as I understand, then you'll have if you place high enough, you'll have March first off. And then if you place high enough, you'll be competing on March 2nd on the main stage at the Arnold. Um, and they've told us what the events are going to be, but they are kind of keeping one secret. Um, the final event of day two is supposed to be called uh, Dion's Deadly Deadlifts after Dion Wessels. She's the president um, of Strongman. So uh, we don't know what it's going to be, whether it's going to be heavy or volume or reps or We just know medley, dead, something to do with deadlifting, we're guessing. It's going to be deadlift. I'm assuming it's going to be heavy. I'm assuming it's going to suck. So you, you can definitely prepare a lot of deadlifting in our next program <laughs> right, and we certainly will be so i think the take-home message uh you know obviously his results speak for themselves he went from placing you know below the top 10 to winning the national title and really the key is just being able to train really at that threshold of volume i mean i think uh, if we didn't have hrv if we weren't able to use that to say okay have we done enough uh, are we going too much we would have had to just do a lot of guesswork and that would have resulted in either a doing too much and overtraining, or b not doing enough and getting the best results so you know, we were able to end up with seven to ten more or less heavy training sessions. You know, obviously they weren't all heavy, but yeah. a ton of volume, a ton of intensity, and we were able to not cross that threshold and overtrain by using, you know, HRV to manage the days, to cut back on the intensity we needed to, to organize stuff around a little bit. We need to, you know, to optimize the recovery. So, you know, really, if you're trying to develop strength, and obviously strongman is a strength sport, you don't have to be, you know, doing strongman. You could be doing powerlifting. You could be doing uh, you know, any other sport where you want to develop your strength and power. It's just using little changes here and there to manage the volume, the intensity, and structure your weekly uh, program so you really do train at your, your limits. You don't want to go over, obviously, but you've got to get it in there. I mean, I think if we train, if you hadn't trained as many sessions as you did, 
we wouldn't have seen the results. No, definitely not. I think you, you need that stimulus, especially as your training age and experience goes up. If, if you're not hammering the stimulus hard, and um, you're just not going to get the gains that you are going to want to see. Yeah. Um, it's, it's frequency. I mean, you, you yeah. have to train a lot in any you know, high-level competitor, any strongman sport or any strength power sport will tell you the volume has to be high to see results, but you, you have to be careful not to overdo it. Yep. And that's really what we use BioForce for. And if you're you know, competing in another strongman or you're competing in powerlifting and you're an Olympic weightlifter, you know, whatever the event may be, I think there's some simple ways just to help you optimize your training, manage your volume, manage your intensity, and, and get more out of your training with BioForce HRV. So um, if you have any questions, feel free to let us know. Of course, you can find more about BioForce HRV at uh, BioForceHRV.com, and uh, we'll, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, and then uh, pay attention as we get ready for Worlds. Exactly. We'll be, we'll get, we got more of the story to come. We'll be covering Patrick at Worlds and uh, see if we can't uh, get another big win. I think we can. All right, thanks. See you guys later. I train to dominate my opponent. I train because the competition never ends. I train because life is a fight. BioForce gives me an edge. It's really the way of the future of training. I've seen every trend you can imagine come and go. This is one thing I see that's a game changer.